0: It's a joy, it's a pleasure to uh, to introduce to you and um, to have uh, Jeff, who was just in the tank a moment ago. Look at that. He's all dressed and, and dry. Um, Jeff Torrens and his wife Edie serve with uh, International Student Ministries at TRU, and he's going to tell you a little bit more about his ministry there. And uh, so, Jeff, thank you so much for being a part of this morning in this way. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate that. Uh, one of the... The best things uh, about being in my role is participating in uh, baptisms and telling students uh, about the love of God. It's you know beside family events, it's probably some of the most important things that we'll uh, ever experience in our lives. So you are blessed, Adarsh, and you have blessed our home as well. So thank you for who you are. Uh, I'm going to raise your rent a thousand bucks this month, by the way. <laughs> my name is Jeff Torns. Uh, I work at Focus Club. Um, my missionary organization is called International Student Missionaries, our ministries Canada, uh, and I've been working there for four years. And we minister to the 3,000 international students, approximately 3,000 international students, that are at TRU at this moment. They represent 80 different countries. So what that means is that people from all around the world are coming to Kamloops. And one of the questions I always used to ask at the beginning was, why Kamlooms? (laughs) I stopped asking that one because they're here for a reason. Uh, But we're excited to be able to uh, come alongside them and journey with them in uh, their lives to serve and to minister to them. One of the ways that we do that is through Focus Club on Fridays. We feed people. Uh, We practice hospitality. And so people often come up and say, hey, how's Focus Club doing? And you're doing a great job, Jeff. Focus Club is awesome. We're so proud of you. We're glad to support you, Jeff. And I'm like, wait a second. Uh, we fed 84 people on Friday, uh, four turkeys and a ham. Uh, and I didn't cook any of that. So we have a huge volunteer team. Many of them are here today uh, that I want to just acknowledge that actually make the thing happen. You can't do ministry alone. So if you uh, have been a part of Focus Club in any way, like if you are the past president, or if you are the wife of the city director, stand up. Uh, dishwasher, uh, organizer, if you have ever done a meal for Focus Club uh, in any way, shape, or form, please stand up so we can thank you for that. so great to have a a wonderful team and uh, we have to do reports every once in a while to say to the main office how things are going. They always want to know how many volunteer churches uh, we have in Kamloops that are helping out with Focus Club, and we are up to 15 different churches. Uh, so this is one of the, the main churches that helps us out, but there are 14 others across the city that participate in what we do with Focus Club. Uh, so God's doing a great thing, and we're excited to be a part of it. When I was first uh, working at Focus Club, one of the guys that I met for the first time was Professor Gene Gao. Uh, and he was teaching a simple subject called the International Chinese Finance. I don't know where, what that even entails, but he was a professor of International Chinese uh, Finance. And I was helping him find a room. Him and his wife, Bonnie, and their son had a one-bedroom apartment between the three of them. Didn't know how to do their phone and and uh, internet and all that kind of stuff. Didn't know what the contract was. So we helped them with all of that and got them settled here in Kalum. So he's now on staff at the University of Northern British Columbia, working up there and very well settled. Uh, before he went up there, I went and visited him one last time uh, and went into the main room of their apartment. And in the in the main room, when you just kind of enter the door, the whole floor was covered in newspapers. It was covered in uh, just nicely organized newspapers that looked like they were there uh, for a purpose. I'm like, Gene, what's going on? Where's the couch? Where's your table? Have you not gotten any chairs since I've been here last? Uh, What's going on here? He said something that I would never forget. He said, I will do anything that I can in order to have what you have here in Canada, even if I have to eat and sleep on newspapers, and it was one of those moments where you realize that here was a guy who was extremely thankful uh, for something that I, for something huge that I thought was so little. He was thankful just for being here, and I don't know about you, but sometimes I take being here for granted. Uh, We want to talk a little bit about thankfulness, uh, and what the Bible has to say about that. But this is uh, Focus Club from last Friday. There's 84 students there that we fed Thanksgiving uh, turkey to. I don't know who that guy is there. He <laughs> looks like he's having a little bit of fun anyway. Uh, But I want to just give you a sense of what it's like uh, in our world nowadays. We always think about what it was like in the past and what it's like now. Uh, But I just want to ask real quick, if you were not born in Canada, if you're somebody who was born outside of Canada, please stand up now. There we go. This is the world that we live in. This is what Canada is becoming, and we praise God for the diversity in this community. Thanks, guys. You can sit down there. I know every Every time you ask people to stand up, they're like, okay, but how long do I have to stay here before I can sit back down? Uh, Before I ask a couple students to come up, um, I just wanted to say that being thankful is a significant theme. Uh, throughout the Bible and throughout the entire New Testament. One of the New Testament writers named Paul told Christian believers to be thankful to God always. Ephesians five twenty, always giving thanks to God, the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Again he says in Colossians 1.12, and giving joyful thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. And especially First Thessalonians 5.18. Give thanks in all circumstances. And that's probably the one where I kind of have issues with because I'm not always thankful in all of my circumstances. But give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. One commentator says, if you've forgotten the language of gratitude you're never going to be on speaking terms with happiness. If you've forgotten the language of gratitude, you're never going to be on speaking terms with happiness. It's been my privilege and my family's privilege uh, to minister to students from all over the world, to share our lives with them, to have them uh, live in our house. Two of them are here living in our house. Uh, And we just want to hear um, from them and see what God is doing in their lives and what Thanksgiving is like in other places other than... Canada. So I want to invite Jimmy and Disha and Taria up to the front here. Just stand okay. Okay. Thank you. Oh, we are, we're always like, who's going first? And it's whoever gets the microphone. So now it's Jimmy.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> so Jimmy is uh, the president of Focus Club. He's actually the one that makes everything work and go around there. Uh, he's the most thankful guy I know. Um if you've uh, ever met him, he's always saying, thanks, thanks, thank you, thank you. When we go downstairs and do like an aerobic workout on the TV, yeah, we're just admitting some things here. Afterwards, he says, thank you so much, thank you, thank you. I'm like, I just, I'm dying.
2: And I'm thankful for being here and major everyone here too. Yeah, nice so there you meeting. go.
0: <laughs> so, Jimmy, why don't you tell us where you're from, uh, what you're doing at TRU. Why don't you give us your, your, your Chinese name as well okay. and a little bit of your faith journey. Yeah.
2: I'm Jimmy, I'm from China. Uh, Shenzhen, China is right down the south of part south part of China, and I'm studying massive education. Um, and my Chinese name is Jin Qi Huang and yeah, and then my first journey I start becoming Christian since two thousand ten and I' uh, in the states, San Diego. and then after that, I uh, transfer to another college in the states and keep serving. Uh, as, as an international student ministry and the, was, uh, was a leader there and seems I becoming a Christian serving in that role. And, uh, another thing in China, uh, we don't have a celebration related to Thanksgiving, but then there's a New Year celebration. In that time, we um, my family and I was visiting another relatives around, um, around us like uh, we give thanks and in that uh, New Year celebration. So that's one way we give thanks in China, but we don't have any celebration there.
0: Yep. Great.
2: Thank you.
3: Hi, my name is Taria and I'm from Sri Lanka. For those of you who may not know where Sri Lanka is, it's a tiny island off um, of India, south of India. And just to give you an idea how small Sri Lanka is, Canada is like 152 times bigger than Sri Lanka. (laughs) That's how small we are. Um, I'm studying uh, Masters of Education and we don't have Thanksgiving in Sri Lanka, but we have a um, similar celebration, um, New Year, which we celebrate in April, so yeah. Uh, Faith journey. Oh, my faith journey. So Sri Lanka is a Buddhist country and majority, uh, we have all four, Islam, Hindu, and Christianity. Uh, Christianity is 6% of the population and I'm a Christian. I was born and raised in a Christian household. Um, at the age of five, I remember giving my life to the Lord, well aware of the meaning of salvation. Um, a few years later, at the age of 14, I took water baptism and uh, started serving the Lord in the children's ministry in Sri Lanka, and now here in Canada, and um, I serve at Focus Club, too.
0: Great, thank you.
1: Okay. Hello, everyone. I am Disha Patel. I'm from India, Gujarat. It's like the Northwest part of India. So I am studying bachelors of science in TRU and my major is biology. And okay, first, congratulations, Eddie. This was something (laughs) new. (laughs) I'm sorry, I went off topic, but this is something new for me. It was really exciting. (laughs) Okay, so we don't have Thanksgiving as well in India. We might have, but we don't have that many Christians at my place especially. We do have some churches, so I do visit churches during Christmas. I know somewhat, but I don't I was having no idea about Thanksgiving. But I came to know about Thanksgiving when I came here and it's really fun. So we have something like Thanksgiving, like get together and stuff, and it's Diwali. In my place it's a new year for us and During this Diwali, we get together, the families, friends. We enjoy, we spend time together, and that's it. And about faith, uh, I believe that God is one, no matter it's Hinduism or Islamic or Christianity. I just believe in God. If I don't have my temple here, I come to church and pray to Jesus. That's what I do. Thank you
0: guys. Nice. I'm always impressed when I ask students to come up front and uh, they do such a great job because I couldn't imagine me doing the same thing in China or India or any other uh, place or Sri Lanka. It's, uh, they're just amazing. Um, English is not their first language uh, and so they make themselves understood and they do a great job. So we're just, uh, we're just excited for you guys, and thank you for for sharing, I really appreciate that. Uh, one of the things that I am most thankful for is uh, those guys right there. Uh, that's my family, my wife of 20 years, Edie and Justin and Joe, and the unwilling cat. That is not our cat, um, but he had to be in the picture because Joe had to, well, Joe wouldn't let go. The cat was cute, apparently, there we go. so I when I look at myself in the mirror, I wonder sometimes how I got to uh, do the things that I do at Focus Club. If you haven't noticed, I'm a middle-aged, little bit overweight, uh, you know, white guy from Canada. I spent an hour of my life off of the, uh, or, or a day of my life off of the continent of North America. I haven't traveled much, uh, and I've been in Kamloops for um, 30 plus years. So I know the city really well, but I don't know the world that well. And so how is it that I get to uh, meet people and baptize people uh, and speak to people from 80 different countries on a regular basis? Uh, The only reason that I can think of is that God has chosen me for that task. That God has chosen me for that task. And I don't want to, it's not to brag, it's just to say that this is the fact that God has, well, initially Dan Getter chose me because he was leaving and he needed somebody to replace him. Uh, but under the guidance of God, he, God said, he, you're the, you're the guy for the job. And I'm constantly telling myself, I don't think I'm the right guy for this job, uh, but it doesn't matter because God has chosen me for this time and for this place. In fact, a the theme for Focus Club this year is this idea of choice. Uh, we've been doing this for four years and lots of students come and go. Um, with Focus Club down in Vancouver, I often call them up and say, hey, we've got some really great students, uh, and they're coming down to Vancouver because their time in Camp Hoops is finished, so uh, enjoy them. Uh, they are one of our best students, but the best students right now are sitting in the front row here and around here, just so you know, uh, and students come and go, and um, if you could pray for us in, in any way, if you had, if we had one prayer request it would be this, that students would be making a choice or begin to be making a choice, uh, to become Christ followers at Focus Club and Christ followers in their lives. We want, uh, to see that happen and we want to see more baptisms like Addie's here as well. The idea of being chosen is kind of a big one and we're just going to go over a few things briefly. Um, but it's a big one in the New Testament. Ephesians chapter one, it says, we were already chosen to be God's own children by Christ. This was done just like he planned. It's God's plan for each and every one of us to be chosen. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. In Romans sixteen thirteen, which is what's on the front of the bulletin, this is one of those things that I was reading, and you've read it a thousand times and you've just ran through it. It's the uh, you know greet these people at the end of the, the the salutations at the end of the letter, but it says this in sixteen thirteen: greet Rufus and these interesting four words: chosen in the Lord and his mother, who has been a mother to me too. The idea is this: is that you and I have been chosen in the lord if there's one thing that i want all of us to consider and reconsider maybe and during thanksgiving is this is that you have been chosen by god's will one author says being chosen means that the people of god can be explained only on the basis of god's character only on the basis of god's plan only on the basis of god's action not on some quality in the people who are chosen it's basically another way of speaking of god's grace and salvation. And being chosen is a lot like uh, adoption, really. Uh, being chosen is, first of all, for the purpose of relationship. God, for no other reason than that he is a loving God, chose to adopt people into his family through Jesus Christ. And uh, adoption, I know a little bit about that, is, uh, first of all, it's deliberate. Uh, and second of all, it's conscious. Uh, and it's for the purpose of creating a family. And God's choice of you to come into his family is conscious on His part and deliberate on His part, so that you would be a part of His family. Sometimes me and my wife stay together when family things are happening and uh and you know things aren't running as quite as smoothly as they could. Uh, we look at each other and remind each other, you know what? We signed on the dotted line for this. We literally signed up uh, to be parents here. So that's what uh, being chosen is like. It's to start something that hadn't been there before. One author, John Piper, put it really well. He said this, before the creation of the universe, God thought of me. He fixed his gaze on me and chose me for himself. He did not choose me because I was already in Christ of my own doing, but that I might be in Christ. He did not choose me because he saw me as a believer, but so that I might become a believer. He did not choose me because I chose him, but so that I might choose him. He did not choose me because I was holy or good, but so that I might become holy and good. God's plan for each and every one of us, believer or not is to respond to his action the offer is made to all one commentator says everybody is welcome everybody gets in the same way everybody can meet the requirement And Jesus puts it this way in John chapter 3 verse 16 for God so loved the world that means that everybody is welcome that he gave his one and only son. It means that everybody gets in the same way. That whoever believes in him means that everybody has the same opportunity to meet that requirement. And that they would not perish, but have everlasting life. And God is patient. He doesn't want anybody to perish. He says, instead, is patient with you. The Bible says he's not wanting anybody to perish, but everyone come to repentance. Everybody is welcome. Everybody gets in the same way. Everybody can meet the requirement, whether you were born here or somewhere else. If you have yet to consider following Jesus, let me say, you are chosen. How will you respond? One of the things that we teach is you are chosen by God. God loves you. How do you respond to that? Love him back. Interesting in Focus Club, we say, God loves you. And sometimes the answer we get is, which God? And so we have to start from the beginning and go through that. But you've been chosen to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And what's your response to that action on God's part? My Christian brothers and sisters, no matter who or what or where you are, no matter what you're going through in life right now, you are Chosen. And now I get that sometimes we think, I wish I was chosen for something just a little bit different than what I'm going through right now. I get that, and I understand that. But you were chosen still for a reason, for this time, for this place, for this job, for this opportunity, for this moment. One commentator says, being chosen always brings responsibility. God has chosen us to do something, namely to live holy and blameless before him. We've been chosen, and we have a responsibility to respond. One of the ways that we can exercise our responsibility is what Dave has been teaching us over the last uh, bunch of weeks. He's been talking about the God questions, and he's been tackling difficult questions. And when he's like, hey, we need you to speak, I thought, I don't want to do one of those difficult questions. He's like, no, you can th- speak on Thanksgiving. I'm like, oh, that's easy. That writes itself. But uh, is that good stuff or what? I think Dave has been helping us uh, give be able to give answers to the people who are interested. So one of the things that we need to do is be able to give good answers to those people who ask us. A question you can ask today is this, who can I share the message of Jesus with today? There's people around you that uh, are desperate. It may not look like it, but it's quite possibly that they are. Another responsibility we have is to worship, to glorify, honor, and serve the one who chose you in the first place. In other words, to love and to enjoy God forever. We have been called from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light by the mercy of the Father who provided the plan of salvation and sent his Son to save us. If we have a heart overflowing with gratitude to God for his mercies, we are likely to perform our duties with the most delightful of devotion. When we see the big picture, it makes every step of the journey a little bit lighter. The question I have for you that we can all consider is this. What exactly are you thankful for today? And another part of the responsibilities we're chosen for is this, is to do your part on planet Earth to live out to the best of your abilities on this day. Maybe you don't have to have the best day ever, but to do the best that you can on this day. And the question maybe each of us can answer is this Who can I help, lead, or influence today? And if your answer is automatically nobody, then I would ask you to revisit that because there's always somebody that you can help. There's always somebody that you can lead. There's always somebody that you can influence. When I told my son Justin that I was working on teaching people about being thankful and writing things down, uh, uh, that I should be thankful for. He said, there are literally millions of options of things that you can be thankful for. Uh, And I have found that Christians, those who have truly experienced the riches of God's grace toward them, who know that God has been so kind to them when they least deserve it, those who've embraced the message that God embraces them, these are often the most grateful and thankful people that I know. And I would argue Christ followers realize where they were and where God has brought them. And so we only have one main response, really, and that's to be thankful in return. Let me pray with you. God, we are so grateful uh, for Adarsh, for his commitment, for his heart, for who he is. We're so grateful for the moving of your Holy Spirit in his life. And we can name the people along the way that were involved in helping him, but we know that it was you. And so we're grateful for the moving in his life and the moving in each of our lives where you've taken us from where we were to where we are now. And God, we pray that you would continue to use us to the best of our abilities given on this day to further your kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen.